Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Along with me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN 1000 Glad to be with you today. We are recording this on the Friday, Friday the 13th. Ooh, spook, oh, boy. spooky. Uh, during October, extra spooky. Uh, before a UFC fight night, so we've got all of the value betting method of victories. Jordan, you've seen everybody get on the scale. And so now we are all set for this UFC fight night. But before we get into that, Jordan, we've got some news and not just some news. Yeah. We've got a, a whole buttload of news. That is a scientific measurement, a buttload of news for next week's UFC pay-per-view, UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi. You've got, we'll start, I mean, I don't know where to start. We'll start with this one, just because I have this story pulled up from ESPN.com. Charles Oliveira is out. He will not face Islam Makachev, and you will get Alexander Volkanovsky on 10 days' notice to face Makachev at UFC 294, a rematch of this fight from a few months ago. What do you think? This is huge. Like this is, and this is like not even like the main news. There's more news, but this is big news. Yeah, I, th- this is this is bonkers. So like, and literally, it's bonkers also because Charles Oliveira uh, got this massive cut that it is on social media. He took pictures of it in the fifth round of his last sparring session. So it's literally like you know the final seconds of a game, and you like twist your ankle uh, and you're out. And but it's it was practice, the, he was right? Gonna, it's he was, not even it's not even a real game. Pra- it's just practice. It's not even a real game. Like it's it was the final practice before he was going to literally the next thing he was going to do is jump on a plane and head to Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of a- added to the storyline where uh, Dana White was saying had he told uh, the doctors from the UFC prior to getting it stitched up himself, they might have been able to uh, save the fight, save him. But again. End of the day, you don't want a fighter going into a fight of this magnitude at 80% having a cut as close to fight time as he is. So anyway, now we get on 10 days notice, the the, the number one pound for fighter in the world getting an opportunity to rematch Islam Makachev. Alexander Volkanovsky certainly was not sitting on the couch, you know, twiddling his thumbs. He was supposed to be, have a big fight in January, but now he gets an opportunity to once again uh, stake his claim as being the best fighter, not just in the featherweight division, but the best fighter we currently have in all of the UFC. And quite frankly, you know, uh, get back at a fight that he was so close to winning the first time that they met. I mean, mm-hmm. Islam Makachev has not been challenged at all, except when he met Alexander Volkanovsky uh, in their first fight. So it's really intriguing uh, it, it, it doesn't have as much intrigue because obviously Volkanovski did not have a full fight camp in preparation for Makachev and vice versa. But still, to think about a, a, any type of dude getting an opportunity on short notice and a fight like this, it's it's Alexander the Great, and that's what makes it that's what makes it awesome. Absolutely, I'm super excited for this fight. It's going to be awesome. And then, like a day later, like literally a day later, we get the I'm t- to like the minute. I'm looking at the story on ESPN.com, and now Paula Costa is out for this the co-main event. He was supposed to fight uh, Kazmat Shemaev, and now Kamara Usman is going to step in instead, and he will fight Kazmat Shemaev. Yeah, and so, okay, and then, now you're talking about even when, in Usman, a guy that was 
in the top five of the of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, maybe number two when he was the welterweight champion of the world. He loses the title, loses the rematch against Leon Edwards, kind of waiting around. And, you know, Paulo Costa not telling the UFC about injuries that he had and like this huge staph infection. And now he has to go get surgery. And we need a co-main event. Well, uh, Kamaru Usman raises his hand and, and now he's going to fight Hamza Shemaev. Uh, not at welterweight, it's at middleweight. So it's a it's a new weight class for Kamar Usman. And now we heard that the winner of this fight is likely fighting Sean Strickland for the middleweight title next. So Usman, you know, again, quote-unquote, sitting on his couch, but I know he wasn't. He's in the gym all the time, but sitting on his couch, immediately has an opportunity to go to uh, a new weight class, beat an unbeaten fighter and then challenge for a championship in a second weight class, reclaim his career or Shemaev, you know, basically he's never functionally, you know, figured out where he wants to fight, but he's going to fight the biggest name he's ever fought. Uh, a former champion, a dominating champion, the guy that won 15 fights in a row. And if he wins, man, the build up to Shemaev and Sean Strickland, man, that will be Probably more entertaining than the fight. Yeah, uh, which I, which I would be super super amped for. So yeah, craziness that you're getting two of the best fighters that we probably have seen in the last decade take fights on short notice with so much on the line, title mm-hmm. implications, greatest of all time, divisional two divisional championship opportunities uh, on short notices. It's pretty insane. Well, and what's crazy too about this, and like looking at the odds, obviously like Chimaev's a huge favorite, minus 295. Makachev, a huge favorite over Volkanovski, minus 245. This isn't just a regular, hey, we're in town, let's train, we'll fight. This is a body clock. This is, you know, going over to Abu Dhabi. We've talked to fighters before. We've talked to Bilal Muhammad before about like going over and acclimating yourself. Like you said it yourself, you know, Oliveira was ready to jump on a plane 11 days, 12 days before this fight to get over there, to get acclimated, to get ready for this fight. These guys are picking up these fights. And also, side note, I would like it better if we got a behind the scenes of them taking the phone call or even better, if it was like the NFL hall of fame where Dana white, like knocks on their door and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, uh, you busy in two weeks. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if we could get that yeah. in the moment, I feel like that would be great content, but that's uh... actually, well, somebody did that. We did see that once when, when Jorge Masvidal got the call on, on short notice to, to fly to Abu Dhabi to fight Kamaru Uzman for the first time. We saw a little bit of that and it was awesome. Like him getting the call, saying yes, jumping out of plane, stopping in Italy to get a pizza, just a troll, <laughs> and then, like, uh, like, going and taking the fight. Yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, that little bit of a reality show uh, concept would be certainly great. So, yeah, I mean, even though I was definitely excited for Shemaev, Paul Costa, and obviously Makachev, Oliveira, too, um, we, get, we get a nice little uh, helping of, of make goods, if you will. Yeah. Uh, albeit, I will say this, I, I do agree on the odds as they currently stand. I think Makachev should be a, a, a pretty sizable favorite. And I do believe, I love Kamar Uzman, but I don't think that this is going to be a good, good night for him. Uh, I think Shamaya probably steamrolls him mm-hmm. uh, in this fight. Maybe I give Volkanovski a chance because Volkanovski is just that special of a talent. Yeah. But either way, it's intrigue for sure. And it's also in the afternoon next Saturday. My favorite so, part. I was um, just going to say, you know, my favorite part about this card is, Jordan, yeah. 
starts at, starts at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, the main exactly. the main card. That's what I love about it. Prelims start at nine o'clock. But we will get more into that card and in depth. It's a really good card. I mean, I believe you have. Uh, is Johnny Walker fighting? Johnny on this Walker card? and Magomed Ankalaev. All right, right. yeah. All right, that's awesome. That's going to be great. Yeah, that's your third uh, fight uh, leading into Usman and Shemaev, and then that leads into obviously the main event of Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. So we'll get much more into that card next week on the unnamed MMA podcast. But we have a fight night to preview here. Let's get into some of these fights. Uh, on the main card, you've got Andre Petrosi against Michelle Pereira here. Pereira minus 210, the favorite, uh, making his first appearance at middleweight this weekend. Uh, and Petrosky here, the big underdog, plus 170. Pereira's won five straight heading into the weekend, but moving up after missing weight ahead of his uh, showdown with Wonderboy Thompson, who we just talked about at UFC 291. And Petrosky also heads into Saturday uh, tomorrow on a five-fight winning streak. So you've got two guys Really hot, five-fight winning streaks. You've got a guy who's moving up in weight class in Pereira. What do you think of this one? Well, first and foremost, I just before I forget, earlier on you were talking about Friday the 13th, and he's not in the UFC anymore, but at one point um, there was a fighter, and his name was Hani Jason, mm-hmm. uh, and he walked to the cage with a Jason mask on. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that times. was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, you know pe- 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 Michelle Pereira, like such an entertaining fighter. I don't know how he ever made uh, the cut to 170 pounds, explosive, very good takedown defense, extremely physical. And, uh, in, you know, a matchup in Andre Petrovsky, who's this guy, Petrovsky, he likes to get this fight to the ground. He's a grappler. He's a guy that's going to, you know, look for takedowns. And I think it's going to be a difficult proposition for you. I mean, he is also taking this fight on short notice. This fight was originally supposed to be uh, Mark Andre Berrio against Pereira. So for me, Pereira, even though he's a, a sizable favorite at 210, still worth a look for me because I think the explosiveness, I'm not worried about the cardio issues anymore. Those plagued him way back when. Uh, he should be fully rehydrated. I mean, he was a massive 170. He's a, he's a massive 185er. Like, he probably could fight a 205 if he really wanted to and be fine. <laughs> um, very unorthodox striker as well. And I think that uh, Prochowski also has struggled with his own cardio issues and is kind of, you know, winging with his strike. So I think there's going to be an opening for Pereira at some point in this fight to land uh, a fight ending or a fight changing uh, shot. So Pereira in this fight, uh, I I believe, is, is a safe play. And I think. You know, we want to add a little bit of uh, of sprinkle or a little bit of value to the play. So I'm going to recommend Pereira actually inside a distance. I think okay. that he has a very successful uh, debut at 185, looks great, and gets the finish of a guy that's going to has a leaky defense, not going to threaten with the stand up or the cardio, and, and uh, you know the fight's going to end in some way, probably in the second or third round for Pereira. All right, if we go to method of victory here, Pereira by knockout is plus 155. Pereira by points, plus 320. Petrosky by points is plus 380. And Petrosky by submission, plus 750. Pereira by submission, plus 850. Yeah, I think I think we're in a situation here with uh, Pereira that although you know he has a couple of uh, submissions uh, to his uh, record, and also you know I, I do believe that you know at times. It's safer to play inside the distance, which 
Uh, over, you have that in front of you. Did you say it? I think it's like a plus one ten, plus one fifteen. Yeah, it's uh, right around last, there. Yeah. Okay. Last I checked at Fanduel, um, I would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be fine recommending say the plus one fifty five for the for the knockout. Uh, he's not really a submission guy, even though seven of his uh, twenty eight wins have come uh, via submission. I think he's more of a knockout guy, and he's going to find that opportunity. Plus, he's not going to want to go to the ground uh, with Petrowski. Uh, and try and look for a submission. So I think that the safest play for him is the knockout win. Uh, so take that. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a risk because those last three wins have all come, uh, or last four wins have come via decision. But I still think that he's got the knockout power and he's going to finish the fight like that. All right. Our next fight is Jonathan Martinez against Adrian Yanez. Yanez minus 105, Martinez minus 115. Three bantamweight fights on uh, on this card, on this main card here. So this Jonathan Martinez minus 125, pretty even as far as odds go. If you go 115 and minus 105 here. Uh, so this one should be pretty good uh, going into this fight, being the odds being this close. We don't normally see odds this close for a fight. Yeah, it's a great matchup. Two guys that are prolific strikers. Um, this is the type of fight I never like to play it because, you know, it's really up to Dana White and what he wants to do. But, like, if you have a, a book that allows you to place a bet on fight of the night, uh, mm. this one likely wins it. Because these two guys at the Bantamweight division, well-versed strikers, and probably also something to prove. Jonathan Martinez, really more so known for his leg kicks. He's going to probably want to fight uh, this fight at distance, keep uh, uh, you know Yanez at bay. Uh, this is a guy that's won four fights in a row. Uh, his last win was over Cub Swanson, obviously probably the most notable name on his uh, UFC record uh, via a, a leg kick. He was winning the fight against Davy Grant that he got knocked out in, uh, and that happened in the, late in the second round, so there's a little bit of suspect there, but Outside of that, I kind of do trust his chin. And my concern with Giannis, even though I, I think I slightly favor Giannis just because he's so explosive and really, you know, really overwhelms you, has a victory over Davy Grant, who I just mentioned knocked out Jonathan Martinez. The dude is coming off a brutal knockout at the hands of Rob Font. Like, finally got in there with a really top-tier Bantamweight and just got his lights put out. And we also saw him have some leaky defense in the fight against uh, Randy Costa. Uh, a fight that he won in the second round, but if you scored that fight, it might have been even like a 10-8 round for Casa in round one, and Casa's out of the UFC. Like, he's not that great of a fighter. So, um, for me, I think that I'm leaning the, from the variables, that Martinez is going to fight from the outside. He's athletic. He's well-rounded, going to use those leg kicks. Yanez, how does he handle the first knockout of his career and the brutality that it was? So, Probably a small play for me on Jonathan Martinez for this one, Adam. All right, so Martinez at minus 115. Our method of victory here, Yanez by knockout is plus 230. Martinez by points, plus 280. Martinez by knockout, plus 290. Yanez by points at plus 400, and the submissions are just ridiculous, so we're not going to even mention Yeah, those. those guys are not going to the ground. I mean, uh, but I, I, yeah, I think the the Yanez, may, maybe it's the Yanez by knockout and Martinez by decision. Okay. I think probably the two. You know, because Jonathan Martinez, again, he's not a knockout artist. Uh, I know, yes, he had a stoppage his last win, but that was a leg kick against Cub Swanson. That wasn't something, you know, 
uh, head and the chin. So I think those are probably the two safest plays. All right. Our next fight, our co-main event, Jennifer Maya against Vivian Arujo. Arujo plus 130, the underdog. Jennifer Maya minus 170. Uh, the thing about Maya is that her losses have all come against top five opponents. In her last two outings, she's won those two. So she's, you know, she's coming in on a two-fight win streak. But when she does lose... It's against top five opponents, and uh, Arujo is not one of those. So Arujo here, uh, the underdog at plus 130 and Maya minus 170. What do you think of this one? Yeah, but that's the same thing, too. Like, you could argue that against Vivian Arujo. Like, she that's true. both lost to Caitlin Chikagian, uh, you know, Amanda Hibas, uh, Alexa Grasso, obviously the champ. So uh, two, two very good fighters. I think, I think in this one, I'm going with the streaking fighter in Jennifer Maya, the winner of two in a row. She's looked fantastic, particularly in a fight that I did not think she was going to win against Casey O'Neill. She did. She's, you know, she's she's a bruiser. She's a boxer. She's going to want to get on the inside. Rougeau, probably more of a, you know, a KO artist, has more power and certainly better on the ground uh, than Jennifer Maya. I don't know if she's going to be able to get that there. I, I think that, you know, I, I, I agree with the odds and where they are. Uh, some people think that Viviana Rujo is, is a live dog, and I get that because obviously she's also been in there with some of the best. But I think the well-roundedness, the boxing, keeping uh, Arujo at bay, and just how streaking she has been, I'm going to go with the fighter that's looked better over the last couple of fights, and that's Jennifer Maya. All right, uh, our method of victory here. So I'm putting Maya into the uh, into a parlay that I've started with uh, Michelle Pereira. Well, who you, you so, this you is know. the first time you're mentioning the parlay. Who well, I just I put you said Pereira's minus two ten, so I put him in there. And well, then I, what am I supposed to know that? And then like, you said I'm Maya is mind. minus one sixty. Yeah, you should buy now. We've been doing this long enough. You know, you would okay. think. Uh, so Maya by points is minus one ten. Arujo by points is plus two twenty. Arujo by submission plus eight hundred, and the rest are just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think we're we're getting a finish in this fight. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to just put the lay that juice on Maya, or will you the fight go or, the distance? Yes, is minus three eighty. Exactly. I yeah. mean, so yeah. I again, both these women by decision, perfectly fine with me. So adds a little bit more value to to either play. But yeah, Maya and uh, Pereira in in the parlay. Uh, sounds good to me. And then we'll add something else for a little more value there. Our final fight, our main event of this uh, UFC fight night is Sadiq Yusuf, minus 180 against Edson Barbosa, plus 140. Uh, Yusuf hasn't fought. This is his first time fighting in just over a year. He is on a two-fight winning streak. Uh, he is 6-1 and one to begin his UFC tenure, but he's had some injuries. He's been delayed by opponents and whatnot. And Barbosa... He's an old man. He's in his late 30s, and, you know, he's he uh, snapped a two-fight skid with a knockout earlier this year, and he's still, you know, pretty, what's the word you like to use, KG fighter uh, for his age in his late 30s, but you've got a guy who hasn't, you've got rust versus uh, old. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. And it's, it's, it's an, yeah, it is a fight that, like, a lot of variables and, and not, you know, has me understanding if you're on, you know, either side of things. You know, with Edson Barbosa. He's been in there with the who's who of the featherweight division and the who's who of the lightweight division. It's pretty amazing that he's still doing, you know, what he has done. I, I think I always talk about it with you or talk about it on the podcast or decent, whatever I'm in. If you haven't yet seen the, the and you probably will in the highlights leading up to the fight, but the mm-hmm. wheel kick knockout that he had of Terry Edom way back in 2012 at UFC 142 is one of the best knockouts ever in the UFC. Go watch that. It is phenomenal. It's a thing uh, uh, of beauty. Um, so with Edson Barbosa, it is shocking that he's still trying to make this uh, this cut. 
uh, to 145 at 37 years of age. Um, he made it successfully today. He didn't look great. He looked straight out of I Am Legend. Hmm. I mean, he looked like one of those guys that just <laughs> completely sucked down. And, you know, look, but he made the weight. Uh, and, you know, he, he obviously is a threat. But he's threat, I think, for the early portion of the fight. Every time Edson Barboza has struggled, it's with, been against guys that have put him on his back foot. Put, whether it be pressure like the, uh, Bryce Mitchell would do with takedowns or from a stand-up standpoint, like a you know a Danny Gay Giga Chikazi. Uh Sadiq Youssef has that has that skill set within him. Uh, you know he's an explosive striker, lots of power, a little bit of wrestling in his in his back pocket, which I think is going to have to be utilized uh, in this fight because Edson Barbosa has always it has been one thing that he has always struggled with is guys that are looking to take him uh, and take him to the ground. But Youssef has not been in the as you just said at the beginning. Not been in the cage for about a year. Also with Sadiq Yusuf. He's beaten everybody he's supposed to beat. And when he's got in there with, with, with a guy with top-tier talent, it was Arnold Allen, and he lost. Edson Barbosa will be his biggest name, and maybe not as talented as Arnold Allen, but he's right there. It's still at 37. So that's why there's a lot of question marks about this fight. I, I think what 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 it tells you on paper is that Sadiq Yusuf should win this fight with the age and the weight cut and what we know about Barboza, uh, the, the fact that Yusuf's going to have more power, um, can probably match strike for strike with him, and then and, and maybe utilize some takedowns um, in the fight at some point, has me leaning Yusuf. Um, my preference, though, in this fight, Adam, is actually on the total. It's over, like, and I'm getting tricky here. It's like over two and a half, but fight doesn't go to the judges' scorecards. I think we're going to get a little bit of a patient fight, a little bit of fight into potentially the championship rounds because obviously it's a five-round fight main event. Mm-hmm. So if you could find some sort of that combination, uh, I like it. So may, like Sadiq Yusuf to win, round three to start. Okay. Maybe that's the best play. But even but Yusuf at sixty is not bad. But again, I, I worry about the, the, the talent level he's faced, the year off. What's he been working on? Uh, is he going to be able to handle the pressure of a five-round main event? Okay, should we put it in the parlay, yes or no? Oh, let's do it. Okay, Why all right, all right. That's that, a pretty nice little parlay right there with Pereira, fighter, yeah. Pereira, Maya, and Yusuf. That pays plus 266. So bet 100, win 266. Bet 10, win 26.6, whatever okay, you want to do. I'm fine with that, yeah. That's a, a decent little, that's a decent little, listen, there's a lot of good college football on this weekend. As Bears fans, you might be looking at other quarterbacks. You might be doing some quarterback peeping, you know, uh, checking out uh, what Caleb Williams looks like at night. You don't want to, you might just, you know, just set it and forget the parlay, right? Like, just set it and forget it. It's right there for you if you want to watch Caleb Williams uh, try to beat Notre Dame at night uh, in South Bend uh, later on that night. So that's our parlay, Pereira, Maya, Yusuf. That pays plus 266. If you're looking for method of victory for this main event between Yusuf and Barbosa, you've got Barbosa by knockout at plus 230. Yusuf by knockout also at plus 230. Uh, Yusuf by points at plus 280. Yusuf by submission at plus 600. Barbosa by points at plus 700. Yeah, I mean, there you go. It's Barbosa's going to land something early, or Yusuf's mm-hmm. going to take over, you know, the middle to the end of the fight or end it quickly. So, yeah, Yusuf into the parlay is, is good. But I think, again, I do think we get a finish. I, okay. I do believe we're not going to get five rounds. Either Yusuf's going to take over and end the fight maybe later on in the fight, or, or Barbosa's going to land something early. 
All right, and that is the uh, main card for this UFC fight night, uh, kind of the appetizer for UFC 294 next week in Abu Dhabi. Uh, anything in the prelims that you've got your eyes on? Well, I mean, you always have to have eyes on Terrence McKinney. Uh, I'm not recommending a bet on him because he's a five-hour favorite. Jeez, and there's yeah, almost six, 590. Yeah, there's, and there's literally like no film whatsoever on uh, you know, his opponent, but he's, he's much, he's much watch uh, television. So make sure you find uh, time on the prelims to watch Terrence McKinney. And uh, I don't want to go too deep into it, but Darren Elkins, the damage is a plus 170 underdog. Ooh. What's, what's, what, you know, I love Darren Elkins. That dude just continues to uh, sh- shock me that he continues to fight the, the caliber he is and his talent that he is. And, I don't think you need to do uh, much reading between the lines on what you're trying to get at there. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude's, dude, dude is fun to watch. So. Uh, I'm going to small play on Darren Elkins. All right. He's plus 155 right now on FanDuel. So our plays are Pereira inside the distance at plus 115 and also a little sprinkle on knockout at plus 155. Martinez at minus 115. And we have a parlay of Pereira, Maya, Yusuf that pays plus 266. And also, as Jordan just told you, Darren Elkins at plus 155. Elkins, Elkins, that's the thing. Like, you know, I I played him on Tuesday. It was plus 175. Yeah, and it came down. So money's coming in on Elkins. Yeah. are recognizing it so absolutely you can get all of the picks for this ufc fight night and of course for ufc 294 next week uh at fatjacksports.com from jordan those are jordan's picks to fatjacksports.com get signed up today you can get college football you can get baseball which has been on an absolute heater uh you can get the nfl obviously and just around the corner i mean you've got nhl starting up right now too uh bet every Connor bedard shot on goal over like until they until they the market corrects itself just keep betting overs on Connor Bedard. Cashed, uh, what, two, two, two so, games in yeah. a row? I mean, they set, they set four or more at plus money the first game. He had like six or seven, I think. And then he had six again on, uh, what was it, uh, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Wednesday. It was Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's a long week, man. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and it was like minus 105. So, like, until the market corrects itself, just keep going to FanDuel, hit uh, shots on goal, and go to Connor Bedard and hit four or more because that dude is going to take shots on goal for as long as uh, he is playing uh, in a game. I imagine those. Like, I think the first one, the first game cashed in, like, halfway through the second period. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even an issue. I think the third one cashed like two minutes into the. Uh, it sounds the third like he's period. getting into Dylan C's strikeout. Uh, I, 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 dude, I've said that twice now on the air, and I'm hoping I'm Have not jinxing. I'm not well, jinxing it. So Thanks, I, I appreciate it. I really appreciate the support. Uh, no, I've said it that like this is last year's Dylan C strikeouts. Like I'm gonna keep betting it, and I guarantee you by the end of the year it's a profit. Like you're making money at the end of the yeah. year. Uh, so yeah, sure. those are our picks. Get to FatJackSports.com for all of Jordan's picks. Follow him on Twitter and what on. ESPN 1000. You can follow me at Adam A. Abdallah, and we'll be back next week for one hell of a card for UFC 294 with this. Is I mean, I keep I keep looking at this, uh, this card here. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to break it all down with you next week on another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.